Welcome to The Frontline, a podcast for Christian men who are fighting for their marriages, fighting for their children, and pursuing the plans and purposes of God in the everyday, mundane, in and outs of life. Day by day, the battle's raging, lies of the evil one messing with our minds, opposition on every side. But this day we fight, this day we believe, this day we overcome. Despite the war around us, we line up, our shoulders broad, our confidence in God. Today, we stand on the front line. This is the front line. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. And then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground. That's Ephesians chapter 6, verses 12 through 14. Welcome, gentlemen, back to another episode of the Frontline Podcast. My name is Matt Knoll, and I'm glad you have joined me. I want to talk a little bit today with you more regarding the purpose of the Frontline Podcast. I desire this podcast to be a place where you can come as a Christian man to find encouragement to keep standing on the front lines for Jesus Christ. And in this Bible verse that we just read in Ephesians chapter 6, we're told three times to stand. God wants us to stand. You can't fight well at all and fight effectively at all sitting down. You got to stand. The enemy wants to try to take you down. He wants to try to make you so worn out and tired and weary where you just want to lay down. It's like after a hard day at work, you you come home from working all day long, you just want to lay down. But you know that you can't do that. You can't just go home and flop on the couch and turn on the television and while your wife and your kids are sitting there saying, hey, what about us? What about us, right? But that's just naturally what we want to do when we're tired. We want to lay down. But I want us to find ourselves with a desire to stand in a culture that is in opposition against God. We live in a culture and in a world that is just turning against the things of God. They hate God. Not everybody, but but our world is against God. Our world wants to do what the world wants to do, not what God. They disregard what God says. And we want to be men who lead by example by standing for the ways of God and we want our wives and kids to see us standing for the purposes and plans and the ways of God that we're going to live for him and not just for ourselves and for the world no matter what the world says we're standing for God God wants to be our first love God wants to be priority Jesus wants us to love him more than we love anything or anyone else. He wants to be our first love. And I remember when I first got serious for God when I was about 18 years old, I just wanted to do everything for God. I just was so 
in love with Jesus because I knew he cleansed me and I knew he forgave me of my sin. And when someone forgives you, man, of all of your sin and your and your conscience is clear and you're clean in your life, what Jesus does for us, man, how can you not love him more? But then life gets happening and we see the distractions of this world all around us that it can cause us to love other things more than we love God. And God's desire is that we love Jesus first, that we are standing for Jesus first. I want you to come to the place in your life where you desire to stand for your marriage more than your relationship with your buddies. Your wife is the greatest blessing that you could ever have. The Bible says that that he who finds a good wife obtains favor from God. You've been given favor, man. If you have a wife, you've been given favor from God. You need to make sure that you're spending quality time with your wife. You want to make sure that you're fighting for your marriage because you can be sure that the, the enemy wants to come in and try to divide your marriage. He wants to try to split up your marriage and he will take little stupid things, little arguments in your life and he will try to make those into, you know, that expression where you you, you make a mountain out of a molehill. That, that's exactly how the enemy works. He'll, he'll take these everyday responsibilities of life and, and, and little things that can happen in your marriage and he'll try to, he'll, he'll lie to your spouse. He will try to um, stretch stories and he will try to make things up that will try to divide your marriage. And man, we got to stand. We got to be on guard for our marriages. So many marriages are just ending. So many people are just quitting and, and throwing in the towel on their marriages. But we don't want to give up. We don't want to give up on our marriages. So gentlemen, I encourage you as a Christian man, make sure you're praying for your wife. Make sure you're praying with your wife. Make sure that you're doing life together. Make sure you're seeking God together. Make sure, as we talked about in another episode, make sure we're we're in open communication, that we're, we're not living two separate lives, that we're living together as one. Because that's what you are when you're married. You become one. The man leaves his, his family and he's joined with his wife, the Bible says, and we become now one. And so you got to walk through the challenges of life together and you as the man are responsible to lead to be the leader don't give in you know say you're you're tired one night and the last thing you want to do is talk about something you don't want to get into some heavy discussion make sure you have that conversation don't go to sleep if things aren't right make sure you make things right you don't want to let the the sun go down on anger or, or things that have to be talked about. You want to make sure that you're talking things through with your wife. Amen. You want to make sure you're staying faithful to your wife. Don't let other women distract you. Don't, don't get caught up in, in flirting with other women and getting into wrong conversations and relationships with other women. Maybe on the job or, or wherever you might be. Stay faithful. Stay committed in every area. Make sure your eyes are committed only for your wife. Make sure your thoughts are focused only on your wife. And when distractions come and when the enemy will, will come in to try to distract you with temptation to to look at or think about other women potentially. Make sure you're pulling that down. Make sure you're saying, no, 
in Jesus' name. No, I'm a committed, focused, faithful husband to my wife. Amen. It's known approximately 40 to 50% of marriages are ending in divorce in North America. That's, that's crazy. You stand at the altar and you say, you know, until death do us part and you make your promises and you make your vows to your husband, to your wife. Man, and then this, these marriages are just falling apart. And Satan loves that. The enemy loves that. And the world just says, oh, it's okay. It's normal. It's fine. It's just, it's not okay. God hates divorce. And I understand that unfortunate things happen like adultery and, and unfaithfulness where divorce might have to be the end result but God's desire is that we are committed in our marriages and so stand for your marriage don't let the ways of this world enter in make sure you're guarding your home make sure you're guarding your relationship with your wife so nothing can come in so you're standing there and you're fighting against those things you're not letting them slip through the cracks and get across that line you're saying no you will not come near my marriage Satan you will not have my relationship with my wife. And so make sure, gentlemen, you're standing for your marriages. And if you've been blessed with children like I have, I have, I have a son, Austin, and I have a daughter, Jalen. My son's 15 years old, out of nowhere. He went from being a little toddler, playing with Thomas the Train and Lego, to now he's a 15-year-old young man. My daughter goes from this cute little toddler who I throw up in the air in my arms and, and, and now she's this 12-year-old beautiful young lady. And I have a great relationship with my kids, but, there's, but I'm certainly not a perfect dad. I've had to learn the hard way at times, having to apologize numerous times to my kids. I get short with my temper, I lose my patience, and I, and I yell or I, or, I, or I say something that is even hurtful to them that's not necessary because I'm frustrated have you been there before little things like that the enemy will try to use to try to come between you and your kids he wants to try to bring division within families and I just want to encourage you as a father make sure that you're standing for your kids make sure you're standing up for your relationship with your kids make sure you're having times where you can talk with your kids about how how are they doing? You know, even even now, my children in their in these years of of puberty. Oh my, what a whole new experience for them and for us as parents. If you're a a, a dad and your kids are little, I'm telling you, when it when it comes to puberty, it's a whole new ball game. But it's awesome to see them grow up, to see them becoming a young man and a young woman. But make sure you're having open conversations with them. Hey, how you doing? I remember there was a time not too long ago, I, I just straight up out of nowhere, I, I wasn't planning it, he wasn't expecting it, just out of nowhere, I felt to ask my son, hey, how's puberty going? And I tell you, that question opened up a huge conversation with me and my son. We began talking about issues that he was struggling with and, and thinking about and, and as part of growing up as a, you know, at that time being 13 years old, but it opened up this awesome conversation between my son and I where we could just be straight up with each other and I could then begin to encourage him because I've been there before I could tell him dude listen I I used to be a pubescent teenager I know what it's like I know how hard it is and we began to talk about some things that he was questioning and struggling with and we dealt with it 
I've had open conversations with my daughter that have been so healthy and and you think you think it's going to be uncomfortable, you know, talking about, you know, like having the sex talk with your kids or, you know, you, you have these expectations where it's going to be awkward and weird. And and I even tell them, I remember having the sex talk with my with both of my kids and I remember telling them straight up. Now, listen, I want to just talk to you about some things and we might even laugh. You know, we might think it's funny and that's cool. Let's laugh. Let's smirk a little bit. That's going to be part of it. But but let's we're going to have this talk. We're we're doing this. We're going to we're going to meet this head on. <laughs> and that's so important in every relationship in your life. Make sure you're the one as the man. Make sure you're the one as the leader in relationships that you're the one bringing these awkward more difficult conversations. You're bringing them up so that so that there's no miscommunication, so that there's no room and no place where the enemy can try to come in with with confusion. Amen. And let's make sure we're keeping communication clear. And so that's a huge part of keeping a healthy relationship with your children. Make sure even especially as your kids are young, make sure you're teaching them God's word. I remember when my son, he was our firstborn when he was a little 2-year-old. Between the ages of two and four, we somebody from our old church gave us these old Bible story books from like the 1970s, and they had all these. Um, it was it was had pictures everywhere. It was a picture Bible book um, with really cool actually drawings of of the Bible stories and the characters. And my son, we used to read with him every night before bed, and his go-to books were these old school books. He would go to his bookshelf and he'd grab, we had a whole stack of these with all different Bible stories. And he would grab these books and jump up on his bed and he'd have his old little sippy cup. And I remember my wife and I, we'd take turns reading with him and he would just want to read these Bible stories. And I remember he would get to know them so well where we could stop reading halfway through a sentence and he would continue that sentence because he just, it was being installed within him. And that is was so encouraging for us as parents to see our little two, three-year-old desiring to read these, these Bible stories. Because you need to understand when we teach them God's word, the Bible is living. It's powerful. It does a, a powerful work. Amen? And all we got to do is just install that into our kids at a young age. And I just encourage you, if you're a father of young kids right now, make sure... You know, you are you are in ways that they can understand. You are pouring into them God's truth. That you are pouring into them truth. Man, all they're going to find in this world, on social media, online, in school, out talking with their friends, they're going to hear the majority is lies. It's made up things. We want to make sure that we are making God's word relevant in how it applies to our kids in the year 2020, we want to make sure we're having creative ways to to teach our kids God's word. One another thing that my wife and I did when our kids were little toddlers, we would do something called Bible bedtime, and this is when they were little kids. We would we would let them get their milk or their juice, and we would make maybe sometimes a little snack, and we would say, "Okay, guys, it's Bible bedtime." And we would, we would all go into our bedroom and we'd all sit up on our bed. And we would all just sit there and we, I would open up my Bible. 
and they would have their little Bibles and we would all just read a, a Bible verse or two and then we would talk about it and we'd come down to their level of how they can apply that in their life, of how they can understand God's word at their age, in their life. And they used to love it. They used to want to do it every single night. And sometimes my wife and I would be so tired and we'd be like, oh, do we do it tonight? But we, we would try to make that a priority. And our kids would be so excited. Okay, guys, it's Bible bedtime. It became part of the routine. So that's just one simple way that we would start to teach them God's word. And then as they're older now, we try to, on Saturdays, we try to get up on Saturday mornings and we'd have family devotion time where we'd all open up our Bibles and we'd just read through a, a book of the Bible. And it would take, you know, a, a few weeks to get through. I remember we went through Proverbs and currently we're, at, we're still reading through the book of John. But we just read through a chapter and, and we'd open up our Bibles and we'd all read two Bible verses. And, and I would start and then my daughter would go next and we just keep reading through the entire chapter, um, two verses at a time. And then at the end, I would say, okay, what jumped out at you? What what stood out to you in this passage of scripture? And and I'm telling you, it's so effective. It Doing it this way opens up a variety of conversations. We have, it. you start talking about one topic that stands out, and next thing you know, you're talking about something else. And that's what God's word does. It brings about many different discussions. And this is so healthy for a family, for a Christian family. Make sure you as the man are, are prioritizing these things. There's been so many times where I would say, okay, guys, you know, we're going to, you know, in an hour, we're going to have our devotion time. And, and I tell you, that's the time where, you know, you might get into an argument with your wife over something and you're about to lead, you know, devotions for your family. Or that's the time your kids decide to argue with you or be difficult. I'm telling you, these things happen. But you got to say, you know what? No, we're not going to let these frustrations take away this time. This is going to be a priority for our family. Make sure you're spending quality time with them. One, even just simple things. One thing my my son loves to do is, is play MLB on the PlayStation. And that's a time we just get the controllers out and we just play baseball on the PlayStation and we have a blast. It's it's fun. It's a time where it's just focused. It's fun. We're just hanging together. You know, my daughter, she loves to just, she loves spending time with my wife cooking. She loves baking and making cookies. And I love her making cookies because I like eating cookies. And, and these are just simple areas that we can find time with. We, all, we love doing family bike rides together. You know, we all get on our bikes and we just go for a bike ride around the neighborhood. These are simple things that are so valuable. I heard James Dobson say once, he said that children spell love, T-I-M-E. And it's just so true. Spending that time with your kids is so important. It's so important. It shows them that you love them, that you're focused on them, and that they are a priority. And so stand for your marriages. Stand for your children and I want to encourage you also stand for what God has called you to do in your life maybe right now you're working a job that you just you're not thrilled with you'd rather be doing something else maybe you're involved in a ministry that you thought would look differently you thought it would be different at this time in your life and I just want to encourage you 
keep working as unto the Lord. That's right in scripture. The Bible, the Bible tells us, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. And so whatever God has you doing right now, whatever type of work you're involved in in your life, man, do that job for the glory of God. Do that job the best of your ability. Make that job something that you put all of your effort into, that you want to make this the, the most excellent job that you can do. And, and people are going to see your work ethic. People are going to see your integrity on the job. Your wife and kids are going to see you grinding every day at work, working hard to, to bring home money to pay the bills. That's an honorable thing. Working hard is an honorable trait for a man. God has made the man wired to work. We are made to work. In in the Garden of Eden, Eden Adam was, was commanded to work, to plow the ground, to take care of things in that garden. God gave him that responsibility to work. And I just want to encourage you with whatever God has given you to do, whatever type of job you're doing now, man, do it well. Do it well. Keep waking up on Monday morning and going to work for your family. Keep standing on the job. Let people see Christ in you. Let your coworkers look at you and see Jesus in you. It doesn't mean you're preaching and you're and you're you know shoving the gospel necessarily down their throats, but you're just just in your work ethic, your integrity, your honesty, your your the way that you show up to work on time, the way that you do the best that you can on the job. Your attitude is different. They're gonna see Jesus in you. And so I just want to encourage you, stand, keep standing in that area in your life, on the job as well. One thing I'm going to try to do for this podcast is I want to have some sort of structure for these podcasts. This will help me with my busy schedule to hopefully simply lay out these podcasts for you. And it's going to sound kind of weird, but hear me out. There is something called an acrostic poem. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's when you take a word and then each letter of that word is another word describing kind of that one main word. And I'm going to see how this goes. I want the format to be with this acrostic word, I'll call it. But the word stand. I want the whole theme of standing. Standing on the front line. I want it to be such a driven theme for this podcast. So I'm taking the word stand. And I want the, the letter S to stand for a situation, a situation that has happened in my life that I can let you guys know about, something that has challenged me, something that's been hard for me, something that's been a blessing for me. But every day brings different situations in our lives. We all know that. And so I want to bring you situations in my life, things that I go through so that you can be encouraged by them, you can be challenged by them, because I'm all of, if you get to know me, and, and, and if you do know me, you know that I'm just all about being real. And that's one way as a pastor as well, and as a preacher of the gospel, one way that the Lord has called me to minister is by bringing everyday life situations into my ministry. I find that to be so effective so that you can see, hey, this is what I'm going through, and this is where you can be encouraged in situations that you go through. So, so that's the S of stand. The T, I want it to be that what, what in that situation that you've recently gone through, what areas of that situation were a test for you or 
brought temptations to you. Because we all go through times of testing and we all go through times of temptation. And so in the situations of life, they all lead to certain types of tests. They can all lead to certain types of temptations. And so we're going to be talking about that as well uh, regarding the acrostic word stand. So S, situations. T, tests or temptations. And then the letter A is going to be the word alleluia. Alleluia, meaning praise the Lord. In what areas in your life, in what situations in your life, or even through the tests and temptations in your life, maybe you've overcome some temptation recently in your life. Maybe you had a situation come where you are just praising God. It was a, you, you got a praise report. You got something that you want to give God the glory for. I want to be able to, to bring that to you uh, and to say, hallelujah, hallelujah, man. Like This is what God has done, something good that God has done because we can always declare the goodness of God in every situation. God is always good and there's always reason to say, Lord, you are good. And, we, and I want to share that with you. I want to bring times of testimony where I say, hallelujah. So we have the S, we have the T, we have the A, and then we have the N, which is a moment of noting to self. Note to self, meaning, man, what lessons have you learned in that situation? What lessons are you learning in your life right now? What things have I, man, I've learned so many lessons in my life where it's like, okay, I'm going to write this down. Okay, I'm going to make a note of this so that I never do that again or so that I make sure I do that again. We all have lessons that we learn. Some lessons are hard. Some lessons are easy. But I want to have a time where we talk about, okay, what did you note? Noted. Note to self. What have you learned in your life recently through the situations that have come? And lastly, the letter D. Um, what are you going to do differently next time? Maybe that maybe another situation similar comes. What would you do differently? How can you respond differently? What are decisions that you can make differently? What would you do differently in situations that come your way? And so that brings us the word stand, situation, test or temptation, alleluia, note to self, and do. What will you do differently? And that's the format I kind of want to bring moving forward in this podcast. And I just pray that God will use this simple, real podcast to be a blessing for you. Listen, keep standing. Keep standing firm against the enemy. And when you've done all to stand, just keep standing for the glory of God. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me on The Frontline. Contact me at standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. Standingonthefrontline at gmail.com. Share this podcast with your family and friends. Look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, keep standing, keep fighting for the glory of God.